Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. And welcome to another episode. I am hype because today we're hanging out with Ashton Creates, my girl Ashton. You may know we're on the Instagram at Ashton.Creates. Her account is popping with so much color and joy and life, and her heart is just oh more colorful and beautiful than her account. So I am just pumped for you to hear her heart and all that she has to say, talking about the Enneagram and just just fun goodness of being alive. She's just so lively and I love her and I love her heart and her face and everything about her. She's incredible. Hi, Ashton. Hello. I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. It sure is. Okay. Did you have a good day? Yes. We have just been thriving today, actually. Got all kinds of new things ordered, got all kinds of stuff scheduled, ordered some wedding invitations. I forgot to mention (gasps) that. Yes, this queen is getting married, y'all. It has been so much fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yes. I can't wait to see what happens with it. Yes, it'll be amazing. And because you're the bride, it'll just be even more amazing. I'm glad you see that. (laughs) Well, it is true. Sister, you are just so fun. And I'm so glad we connected. What episode of Faith and Friends did you listen to? Oh, my gosh. Well, I listened to, like, all of them, honestly. (gasps) But I started, I don't even remember which one I started on. I remember the one, I cannot remember the name, but it was about the singleness. Yes, um, celebrating singleness. Yes, that was what it was. That was the one I started with just because it was like, I just blindly scrolled and like hit one and started listening. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, I love like the energy of it. Like, it was a really fun like conversation. I like more of like conversation ones that I can feel like I'm just sitting in vibing along. So yeah, that was the first one. And then I just went through and kept listening because I drive all the time. So I always need something to listen to. Yes. Well, thanks for listening. I literally am so honored that you listened. Of course. No. Oh my gosh. I was just so excited. And I like messaged you out of nowhere and I was like, wow, response. We love it. And now we're friends forever. Yeah. We're just going to have so much fun. We're going to have all the trips planned and you know, everything. It's going to be great. Oh yes. Just girls being girls. Am I right? No, yeah, it's going to be the best. I can't wait. It sure is. It already is the best. And I like have so many questions for you because like (laughs) I've listened to like what people say about the Enneagram, but like Mm -hmm. you want to just like explain it to me and like, why do we have it? Why was it created? And what the heck is it? Okay. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing. Um, It describes the patterns and how people interpret the world. The thing, it's not your regular like personality test though. It's not like your Myers-Briggs because it tests more on your motivations behind your behavior, not so much like your just behavior. It's like, why do you do the things you do? Why are Mm -hmm. you the way you are? And like the thing about the Enneagram is once you really find your type, it's not comfortable. It's not fun. It's like, it really hits you where it hurts in ways and it really pulls out the things that you're like, oh yeah, 
I do need to work on that or like, oh, that really is how I am. Or it explains a lot of the reasoning why you feel the way you do or you react the way that you might not understand necessarily why you react. And there's nine different types that you can be. So you'll be one, you'll be anywhere from one to nine and everyone has just one single type. Wow. Okay. You just explained that so well and so quickly. I love that. I need like comments, like here it is. Art notes version. So it's not over because it's a lot of information. Like for someone who doesn't know and they're trying to get into it, I think when you first look at it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much information. I don't know where to begin with it. I don't know where to like pinpoint it, which is what I've tried to like, I've tried to like pull out bits and pieces of the Enneagram to make it more understandable to a wider variety of people. So it's not so like just overwhelming all over the place from first glance. That's so good. So like, say I've taken a test, but where would you like suggest to go figure out what type I am? So I, I personally don't really love the test because subconsciously we're never truly honest on tests. We're always giving the answers we think people want to hear. You're so Um, right. Oh my gosh. Well, like, and, and, you know, I do it too. Like if I'm taking a test, I'm like, oh, well, this would sound better, even though this is not exactly how I am. Um, and the, the thing with the Enneagram is that is what you don't want to do because when you do that, you are taken away from everything. Like, so you're not, you're not getting your truest self and you're not getting the best or the most accurate explanation of what you actually are. And so I think that once you, if you really just have nowhere to begin, a test is a great place to start. Like take that test. And typically with the test, they'll give you a few numbers that you can, they'll be like, you know, you're 97% this number, 93% this number or whatever. And it gives you something to work off of. And so then I say you take those numbers that you're given and you research the core sins, the core desires, and you have to completely resonate with those, with both of those. So if you don't fully resonate with the core sins and the core desires of that type, then it's not your type. So you can move on to the next one. And then once you like, once you get through that, you can really start reading more and more into the type and more, you'll understand more about what it is that you are. But I think a lot of people stop at the test or they think if they get like, you're 97% seven and 92% four, they'll be like, oh, I'm a seven wing four. And that's not how it works because as a seven, your wing will be a six or an eight, but it won't be a four. It has to be beside that number. Um, so being able to just take the test and then do your own research outside of that, I have found is the most successful way if you just don't know where to begin. So that's what I always recommend. Yeah, that's so good because I feel exposed because I took a test and uh, lots of questions on that test. And I feel like I was honest, mm-hmm. but like, you're right. Are we ever truly like even honest with ourselves? So that's interesting. And even if you have someone else take it for you, you're still going to have to answer it. And then, oh, so yeah, I think maybe doing a little research would be good. Yes. And I think it's the thing with the Enneagram is it's a personal thing. It's not like your personality where people from the outside can necessarily feed into Mm. it because it's, you know, it's, it's you personally, like, why do you personally behave that way? What are your personal motivations? And people don't know your motivations more often than not from the outside looking in, like you're the only one who knows what your true motivations are for a behavior and action or whatever that might be. Um, But yeah, the tests are overwhelming. But like I was saying, if you really do find your type, it's uncomfortable because it feels like it's like hit you in the gut because you're like, oh, yeah. I do that. that. Yeah. Mm, I feel attacked. That's what I always say. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. Attack. 
to be attacked today. <laughs> Did yes. not I know. And then it just happens and you're like, man, but it's so good to be honest. Okay. So the types one through mm-hmm. nine, mm-hmm. Um, I know there's so much that goes into each number and that it's not just like, you can't just define it by like one little phrase or saying, mm-hmm. but like overall, isn't the one, I'll start there. One is the perfectionist, right? Yes. The perfectionist or the reformer. So they're very like justice driven. They are led more. They have a very high moral code. Like they're held to a higher standard personally, and they have a very strong inner critic that tells them like what's good and bad, right or wrong, that kind of thing. So that is your one. Okay. Two. Two is the helper. Twos are some of your like, a lot of my friends are twos and they're the best people you will ever meet. And they are all about just like seeing the good. They want to be helping. They want to do what they can for other people which can look like a lot of different things. It can be, it can show itself in many different ways, but Mm. when it all circles back, they are the helper. Um, And they have a lot of really great attributes. The world needs to, and that's the thing with every type is we need every type in order to run together. Like there's no superior type or anything because they all need to be together, working together to be successful. That's so that good. Sense. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. And then, so a three is the achiever, right? Yes, the achiever. Those are your hard workers. They are very driven. They want that success. They want to do the best and the most, and they're always over the top with it. And they are, they are your motivators. Like for other people, they are going to motivate you hmm. to do the most and the best and to be like who you need to be. I love a three. That's so sweet. We love, we love that. I can just see a cheerleader on the side just going, yay. (laughs) They they literally are your cheerleader. Like it is, which I love. Like I I love that you can, I I think everybody needs someone in their corner that's cheering them on and wants to see them succeed and do what's best. And now a four is like your more uh, romantic people. Yes. So your four is your individualist. Some people call them the romantic. Um, they're very self-aware. They are very in tune with their emotions. Hmm. Um, sometimes they can be reserved, but they are, they're all about their feelings. They fear not having like an identity, but they also, their desire is to find significance. So that's, Hmm. that is your four. So it's fours are, I think the hardest for me to understand because I don't know many fours. So I feel like I understand the types better when I can relate it to a person. And I know the fewest fours, which Hmm. love fours. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like I don't know as much about how they operate necessarily because I don't, I don't get to see it in real life every day. Mm -hmm. That makes sense for sure. And now number five, we have our five and they are your investigator. Um, my, I have a five wing, so I'm all about the fives. They Mm. are known to be like insightful and curious. They are the ones who are going to research things. Um, they fear being useless. They desire to be competent. So they're going to do whatever it takes to be competent. So Mm. if that's researching, if that's knowing the most on something, whatever they want to be capable, they want to be seen as capable. They want to be held as capable. You know, they want to understand the world around them. They, they just want to figure everything out essentially, Mm -hmm. which I respect. I do too, for sure. We need more people who, who want to figure things out. who want to do the research 
for the people who don't want to. <laughs> she pointed at herself. She said, me. I would just like you to, t- my brother is a five and I just, I love that for him because he will tell me the stuff that I didn't want to research. And I know that he's done the research properly. And so he'll be like, this is what you need to know. And I'm like, spark notes. Thank you. You said, thank you so much. The Lord is using you. <laughs> to help me. Yes. And- I love a five. They are, they are wonderful. And then the six. The six. Tell me about the six. The six is the loyalist. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. The loyalist. Um, that's what I am. They are known to be like, obviously super loyal. They're committed. They want to be secure. So their biggest fear is to be without support or guidance. So to be alone. Um, and then they're you know, their desire is just to have security and support and community. So like where they find their like security is through their community. So like by building a community around them, that's how they feel secure. And that's how they live their best selves, which is really fun. And so the sixes are, your always going to be there for you. They're the best friends, like whatever you need, they're going to be there for you. No questions asked. But they also hold their loyal to a, to loyalty to a very high standard. So, if they feel like that loyalty is betrayed, then it's a like it's a big wound for them, and they really mm-hmm. do step back from that because they hold loyalty so high in their lives. And I see that in myself all of the time. But yeah, I I just love a six because I am. But you also see a lot of sixes. I've seen places where they say it's one of your more common types too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, my um my roommate, I call her, she's like my wall roomie because she's literally on the other side of this wall. She's a six oh and I just love her. I love that. Yeah. The sixes are so great. I mean, every type has their own perks. So yes, every that's so great. true. Everyone is very unique and we love everybody, but it's so cool to learn like how to love them better. And that's why I think this is a really, right. Right. really cool tool. And we get to number seven and my mom is a seven. So oh my gosh. I just love this number. Sevens are just so wonderful. They are the enthusiasts. They are your life of the party. (laughs) Um, The majority of them are extroverted and optimistic and, you know, they're very versatile. Like they can do all of the things and they're spontaneous in a lot of ways. Um, One of my friends is a seven. She'll literally just book a flight somewhere and leave like two days later and just go on a trip. And she's like, I'm having the time of my life. And I'm like, oh my. I could never, but I love that for you. Like that is wonderful. Um, sevens do fear like being in pain or being deprived. Um, and then their desire is just to be content. They want to have their needs fulfilled. And so they like, they want to maintain their freedom. They want to be able to go and be spontaneous, like obviously. Um, and they don't want to miss out. Sevens have a lot of FOMO. So they don't, they don't want to miss out on any of those experiences, which I'm sure with a mom, that is a seven, you probably see a lot of that. Oh Um, yeah, girl, Mama Brown, she's like texting me and my brother every second of the day in little group messages because both of us are here at college. And he's like, she's like, okay, what's going on? What you um, doing? Can I come spend the night? Like, let me come hang out. (laughs) Sleepover. I love that for Mama Brown. That is just the sweetest. Oh my gosh. I feel like a mom that is a seven would be so much fun. She's so fun. My mama is a three through and through. And so she's just your little cheerleader. And then after seven, you get to eight. And girl, yes. I have a lot of eights in my life. Do you have a lot of eights in your life? Um, 
I think I have a, I have a couple. It's, it's pretty funny because I, one of my good friends, her husband is an eight and she's a one. My fiance is a one and I'm a counterphobic six. And so counterphobic sixes and eights look very similar. So for the longest time, I was like, oh, maybe he's a six. Like maybe he's just, you know, whatever. But then like seeing him, you're like, oh no, you are an eight. You are that eight. And so that's the only like eight that I know really well, but I feel like maybe I have some friends who don't know their type yet that might be an eight. That's true. And I think it's really interesting to see like what your type is and then what type of people you're around, like what their numbers are. Like, because I definitely see trends for me personally. Yeah. That's so cool that you can like, like you have enough knowledge to then Mm -hmm. use that to just like find different things. And like your eyes are opened in a different way that it's really inspiring and how you can like just meet people right where they are and just truly love them so much better. And so I'm just pumped to learn from you. Oh my gosh. Well, I will do the best I can. I am no expert, but I really am passionate about the Enneagram. I think it's a fantastic tool to love others well and to really be a better friend and spouse or whatever that looks like for you, whatever relationships you have, I think it can just improve that if used correctly. But I I really do love the Enneagram. I love everything that I've gained from it, the knowledge and the community, you know? And so I feel like I've gotten a lot of that through it, which has been super fun. But the eights are the challenger. We love our eights. They're they're bold. Oh my gosh. They're so bold. And I love them for that. Me too. I love them. They fear being controlled and they just want to protect themselves and the people around them. Like they want to protect their people and their community and they want to be in control of their life and what's going on. And I totally respect that. They're very self-reliant and Mm -hmm. they aren't one to fall into weakness from what I typically see. And they like to be important, which I think a lot of people do, but you see it a lot in eights. What are the eights in your life like? I'm curious. They're okay. There a lot of them are like my guy friends yeah. are, are eights. And like, that's just a, a guy thing. Like they're, they're very protective, like an eight and they like to be right. <laughs> and they like to, you know, know what they're talking about. And if I don't agree, they're, they're wanting to talk about it and how they, they think that certain way. And, and so mm-hmm. They like, they like a challenge and I think I'm a two, I guess I should do some more research, but I feel like I am, I've just, I love to help people. And when I actually, okay, I think I am because whenever I look at the, the core sins and the core desires, I do feel like, Ooh, yikes. So I really, I really think I am a two and I think a two stresses to an eight, right? Yes. Um, so two's got to eight and stress. And then it was funny. You said like, they want to be like, they want to know everything they're talking about and be right. Because eights do go to five and stress, which they are like the researchers and they're the ones who are wanting wow. to know that information. But it's funny how it all connects. I mean, yeah, for it too, like their fear is being unworthy or like not being loved. And then their desire is to feel loved. That is um, me at the core. The way in the way they feel loved is by like helping other people like I want to help people to make them feel the love that they desire. You're not supposed to type other people, just as a disclaimer. Yes, but, please, people, um, don't do that. You don't. You don't type your friends. You you give your friends the tools to research for themselves, and you encourage them along the way. But you don't type them. Yeah. Um. Because isn't I, that I, what you were saying? Like it's it's about yourself. Like you should be the yeah, one to do it. 
Yeah. And so like, I mean, it's, it's very easy to want to be like, oh, she's a three, but I do have to stop myself more often than not and be like, I don't know their motivations. I don't know what's in their heart. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And so that, that is their decision. That is their research and understanding. And so I, I think just a total general rule, don't type your friends. And then, you know, you can always have those discussions. Like if you open up for discussion, I think it, you can learn a lot and you can talk through with people to get a better understanding of your type or to maybe nail down your type. You just don't want to come at somebody and be like, oh, from talking to you, you're definitely a two. Cause then it, mm-hmm. it puts them in a box and the Enneagram is not meant to put you in a box. It's to help you get out of a box, which is what's so cool about it. Like it's, it's helping you like get out of that box that you might have been in otherwise. That was really good. I love that because I think sometimes if people were to label me, I mean, no one likes to put, have a label put on them. I mean, no. outside of saying that I'm a Christian and that I'm a five foot two redhead girl, like, and that my <laughs> name is Georgia Brown, like don't put any other labels on me because the Lord is still sanctifying me and changing yeah. me. Oh my. So working on that. Don't put me down for that. Don't put me down for nothing else. That's right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's true. And I think just, you know, there's so much you can learn about yourself through the Enneagram that I would never want to take that away from like mistyping someone or giving someone a wrong idea from my perception of them. Yeah. That's really, really, really nice of you to, to, to be aware of that and be like, you know, I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. It it took time. It was not an overnight thing. I, (laughs) I was learning. I had to learn now that I have learned. I try to be very purposeful. We got one more little number. Our sweet nines, the peacemakers. My best friends are nine. I love nines. Um, they are just, oh, they're the best. One of my bridesmaids is a nine. I love her. Mm-hmm. She is just, she is wonderful. Um, the nines, I say all the time that if I could be another number, I would be a nine because they are the peacemakers and they're just so like accepting and trusting and stable. And like, you know, their desire is to have like inner stability and like peace of mind. And like, I'm over here, like, I'll fight you though. And so just the, just the goal of like (laughs) being that stability, like, I've seen like the meme that's like be his peace and I'm like I could never but I really respect the people that can because it ain't me (laughs) and their basic fear is separation Mm. but you know they just want to create harmony in their environment they don't want to have conflict and they just want things to be as they are you know they don't they don't want to be upset they don't want to they don't want anyone coming into their space and causing trouble they just they just want to live their life and vibe you know And so I think that's so fun about a nine. And I think the world needs more nines. And I think the world needs nines right now. Nines and friend groups are definitely like the the glue at times, I think. And they're just calm. Sixes can be the glue as well. But I think like Mm -hmm. you really see a nine of just bringing the peace and just, you know, they hear all sides. They want to like, you know, they're not, they won't draw a side. They are like, they're just to listen a lot of the times. And I really love that because I, I think it's that too. wonderful trait to have. And they go to six and stress, which I think is interesting. Hmm, that is. It's like they're flipped upside down for a little bit and they're like, oh, yep. Spinning upside down. We're all being sanctified day by day. And like you said, Hallelujah. we're not com- confined by that number, but we can like, and yeah. isn't it true that like 
we all have a little bit of each and every one in us, but like there's one prominent one. Yeah. So you will only have one main type. You're not going to have like, you're not going to be a nine and a two, but you can definitely, and like, especially with your like stress and growth numbers, you will pick up tendencies of those numbers when you're in stress or growth or, you know, like whatever it is that you're feeling. So you can definitely pick them up and then, you know, you'll have your wing and you can definitely lean more heavily on wings in different seasons of life. There have been things that have said, like when you're younger, you more prominently lean on one wing. When you're older, you'll go and lean on another wing more prominently. And so I think that's really interesting that you can, you know, we're always changing. We're always like developing and growing and, you know, there's a lot we can always learn, but they say that your type is pretty much set by the time you're five, which I think is crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. Like five years old and your type is like just set pretty much. I read that and I was like, that's crazy. Now you're not supposed to type your kids at all just because a lot of times it's really hard with children to tell, but you pretty much have secured your type Hmm. by such a young age. I feel like five is so little still. Yeah, I like, I don't really have a lot of memories from five years old, but I guess it makes sense because don't they say like, well, I mean, it's true. Like the most developing you do is from zero to five. Like you learn a language, you learn to walk, talk, you eat, you're, you're hopefully um, sufficient in using the bathroom and maybe learning to ride a bicycle. Like that's a lot. Well, and you know, it's, it's really crazy because like developmentally zero to three is the most like changing and growing. And then you do, I feel like zero to three is so like, because you go from being like this newborn baby to like by three, most of the time you are walking and talking and some, and then from three to five, that's another huge jump of a lot of five-year-olds are reading and doing. So there's so much developing that happens within those first five years it's crazy to me. I think it's really fun to watch children and not type them, but like guess like, oh, I wonder what you'll be. Like, I wonder like who you'll be and how you'll be. And I think it's always fun. I like to do that with my siblings, especially because they're pretty, pretty much younger than me, like by a good many years. So. Cause you have six siblings. So what's the youngest sibling? The youngest is 10. She just turned 10. Um, Yes. She's, she is our little baby. I was 17 when she came home. And so that was crazy. She was adopted. I should probably like preface that. But yeah, I was 17 when she came home. So she was definitely my baby. I love it. But yeah, so we have 10 and then we have two 12 year olds and then 18, 21, 24. We got some some space going on there. My parents are crazy. They are crazy and they're the best kind of crazy. And you were the first, the first test run. And you are yeah, a loyalist, so they did something good. You're a loyal queen. I say all the time, I'm like, why don't you continue? You you really hit it out of the park with the first one. Like, what what did you need more from? <laughs> like, we're just trying to recreate what we started. And sister, so you love the Enneagram. When did you, like, decide to start this account on Instagram? All the things. Yeah, all of the things. I'll give you a quick run through. Um, So I started this account in August of 2019. Oh my gosh, that's not that long ago, sis. Yeah, we just celebrated a year. Happy Um, anniversary! Thanks, ma'am. My mama got me a cake. And so 
He's just the cutest. Um, so yeah, I started it in August. I had really, I am not one who wants to miss out on things. And so my friends had been sharing about the Enneagram and they were like, I'm a four, I'm a this. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I want to know what I am. Like, you know, it's like one of those like quizzes that you see online. You're like, well, what, what princess am I? And so I got into it by that. And I was, I had gotten an iPad the Christmas before. So 2018. And I hadn't done a ton with it. I had drawn like a few little quotes and things, but I really wasn't doing much with it every day. And so I was like, well, I want to make an Enneagram print. Like, I think that would be fun to like draw like different things that represent the numbers. And I started with six because that was my number. And I just posted it on my Instagram page. I didn't think anything about it. I was like, oh yeah, this is fun. Like I had made the account because I had been drawing things and I didn't want to overwhelm my personal account with all of this random art. And so I just created a second page so that people, if they wanted to follow it, they could, but I wouldn't also be like blowing up their feeds, like with stuff they didn't necessarily want to see. And so I just posted it and I didn't think much about it. And I had a girl who has an Enneagram account. Her name is also Ashton. She reached out to me and she was like, do you mind if I share this? Like, it's really great. And so she shared my like nine original prints that I did. And like overnight, it just kind of blew up and like, it's been going on since there. So it started out as just like genuine curiosity and it has bloomed into like all of this. It's your ministry. Yeah, it really is. You know, I was not, it was the ministry I was not expecting to step into. And it was, Mm. you know, I have been very thankful for the platform that I've been given because I feel like it's not every day that this is what you get led into necessarily. And you're not given this many people to share like you believe and how you believe and why you believe and like what God has done in my life, like through the last five years, even before this account started, even to today. And just the, you know, the, the way that it worked out, it just, it couldn't have been better. And it couldn't have been something I would have dreamed up myself. Like it, yeah. it would never have been as good as it is today had I tried to do it on my own. I did not start an account because I felt like Jesus told me to, but I feel like Jesus really has taken over what I have been doing. And he's been like, all right, here's what you've got. What are we going to do with it? Like, what are you going to, how are you going to use what I've given you? That's really good. That's a whole sermon right there. Let me tell you, it's, it's crazy how he has worked in my life. And then even just through the faithfulness that I have seen through something as silly as an Instagram account which you wouldn't, you know, you don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily look for the faithfulness of Jesus inside an account because I don't, I don't count my value or anything on it. But I do think that there has been so much that I've learned. I've made so many connections and I've gotten to love so many people better through this account that I would have never had the opportunity to had it not fallen into my lap the way it has. I'm so thankful for that because I just, I never expected it, but I'm excited to see what I can continue to do with it in the process. Yeah. Because it's not it's not over yet. So. No. And God is such a good gift giver. Like he literally yeah, has given you this it. beautiful gift and you're stewarding it beautifully. Like, oh man, that was like something I just noticed from the get-go about you. It's just like you just steward it with so much grace and oh, you're just so humble and kind and you're just an amazing oh, person. Oh, thank oh. you. I, and I even told you when I messaged you, like it has been my, it's been such a prayer for me that I would 
do it justice, that I would be yeah. purposeful in everything I was doing and that I wouldn't waste the opportunity. And so that has been such a big prayer for me. So it was, it was so encouraging when you said that. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, are you kidding me? So I just feel like there have been little affirmations and little like, you know, this is, this is what you're doing and it's, it's good. I'm trying to do the best I can with what I've been given. So. Yep. It's so good. It's like the talents that they talk about in the gospels mm-hmm. of like, here's what you've been given. Like, what are you going to do mm-hmm. with it? And then that one person like took their talent or the money, it depends on your translation and right, it, right. like put it in the dirt and then did nothing. And you know, so I'm so thankful that the things that he's given you, you're stewarding it well, and he'll continue to give you more and just multiply like only he can. And so that's why we can't despise these small, humble beginnings because the Lord will just continue to be faithful as we are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in like the small, humble beginnings for a month, I had a hundred followers and like three likes a post and nobody <laughs> saw what I did. Nobody cared. And that was okay. Like I wasn't, I wasn't there for a following by any means. Um, but then, you know, it literally just overnight, it just grew into this. And I feel like, you know, like you said, like you can bury it or you can go use it and you can go expand on it and see what he can do through you. Yeah. Even through something as simple as an Instagram account, because it, it's where <laughs> the world is going anyways with just technology and stuff. So I think it's a wonderful platform. I mean, you've done so much with your platform. Like I love oh, Instagram. I love it so much too. I can't even pretend. Like I <laughs> I have met some of the best people I have connected and done so many things with it. So it's been a blessing for sure. God is so good. Sister, I heard of your account. Like I don't, it was months ago, like oh, toward wow. the beginning of the year and people would send me cause I'm a two, I guess, you know, oh, and they'd yeah. send me things that you would do on that or just like the cute wedding dresses and the, the rings yeah. or whatever. Like everything you do is just so cute and fun. Like what's to come? Cause I know right now you're doing the Disney princesses. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited about my Disney princesses. Um, and that's not Enneagram related. I just think it's super fun. Um, I know we're going to do one, so we're going to have fun with that. Yes. Y'all, we're going to do a Faith and Friends collab with our girl Ashton. She's going to help us out. I'm excited about that. Um, I have a lot of stuff coming for like Christmas. I love Christmas. Like it is like me too. It is my favorite. Um, and so I have a lot of really fun things coming for that, that I'm excited to start like pulling together. So yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm expanding on a lot of that, but I am working through my weddings because I love them. I'm having so much fun with my princess weddings. Girl, I was so thankful that you did our redhead queens, Ariel and Merida. I was like, represent them redheads because we just love them. We love them. And like, especially Merida, my girl gets no respect. And so I had to make sure she was given a proper (laughs) wedding in all her glory. I said, she's shooting for her own hand. It's 2020. It's okay. Yeah. And we're just having so much fun. And then Ariel, you know, I did have to revamp her 1980s vibe that she had going on. Just give her something a little more modern. Um, But I've seriously, it's been, it's so fun because it's just creativity. Like it's just me pulling it out of my brain to whatever I think would be fun. And so that's been a nice step back from like having to be technical with Enneagrams and stuff like that. But I've had so much fun with that. I'm going to try and incorporate more wedding things as we get closer to my wedding, just because it feels on brand for right now. Yes. Okay. One more like little personal question. Okay. Wedding. 
Do you just adore your dress? I'm so excited about it. I basically bought a base dress and then I'm remaking it. Um, oh, what a queen. Oh, my stars. I'm so excited. What I wanted, I could not find anywhere. And I have this like really grand picture in my head of what it's going to be. So I found the closest thing and I'm just going to uh, cut it up and have fun. My mom is going to have a heart attack, but it's okay. We're going to have fun with it anyway. <laughs> I cannot wait so, to see the final result. You better be yeah. posting up a storm. Yes, I will. I it actually, I got a call on Friday that it came in and I was like squealing. I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So we're going to go get it this week and get to like cut it up and do all kinds of things. I sew and my grandma sews and so she's going to help me with it. So it's going to be a fun little project for us. Get to make this. We're going to get to add our like personal touches to it, which I think will be super fun. Oh, so. I feel like we're in, in Enchanted and it's that scene where she opens the window and then she cuts up the curtains and the birds come in and it's, yes. she sings this song and I love it, but now I can't even remember it. What's it? Do you remember? I forgot. I love that movie. I, I love it so much. It's such a good, like, it's so wholesome and it's just her wedding dress and everything. I was just like, you look so pretty. And Patrick Dempsey. Oh my gosh. We love McDreamy. We do. And that was like, that movie came out. So I watched that movie for the first time. I had surgery on my hand. And that mm -hmm. same day, my mama brought me home from the hospital. And mm -hmm. she was like, well, I just bought this new movie for you. And I'd never seen it. And I literally was living my best life. I was like, I'm still oh coming out of anesthesia, but I feel like a queen right now. I bet you feel, felt really crazy because it went from like real life to animated back and forth. And you were like, is this the movie? Is this the anesthesia? Where am I? It was so good. Uh, the song is Happy Working Song, by the way. Oh, I, yes. Happy Little Working Song. I can't even remember. Yes, it's so good. But that, that's the little like, but she gets real high with it. And she, she has does. her little bird friend singing with her. And they like pick up drapes. I was like, this is your Cinderella moment, girl. We see you. Yeah, that's going to be you and your sweet grandma as you make your dress. I'm so excited for your life. I can't wait. I know. I'm so excited. I just, this is just the craziest season, but it's been like, yeah, it's so full of like the most wonderful things. It is wild. And thank you so much for just hanging out with us today and telling us all about the Enneagram. Yes, of course. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad. Like I was so excited when you like brought the idea to me. I was like, this will be so fun. Like it's such a good opportunity to talk about it and get like all the things and talk about all of the different types and how they work together and how we can use that, that to like love other people better and like minister to other people. So I think it's just, I thought it was a great idea on your part. So good job. Oh, well, good job to you to, to just do all the things because man, I just, I just want to learn and I want to learn how to love people better. And so yeah. as we navigate finding out our number and you know, you can take a test. So this is just, let's like go back for like five seconds yeah. and yeah. let's tell our friends, okay, if they haven't taken a test, that's fine. Just do some research. Yeah. And if you feel overwhelmed by the research, which a lot of people do, and that's totally fine, just take a test. There are a lot of good tests online. I link some on my Instagram. I can give Miss George Brown some links to send yes, to y'all. Yes, please. But take a test and see where you land and then go from there and research those numbers that you're given and then decide what number you think you resonate with the most. And then once you do that, you can really start reading into that type. And, you know, it's not going to be comfortable. So just 
just know that if it really like is hitting you at home, like that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah. And then you can go from there and there's just so much you can learn. I learned something new about like the six every day, Mm -hmm. um, which has been so fun. Cause like, I feel like I'm always learning something new about myself and I'll be like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, it's like things click together. It's like a puzzle. You're building a puzzle. Yes. I love that. And then when it comes to like loving our friends to Mm -hmm. invest in them, like obviously like quality time and getting to know what they're like Mm -hmm. being around them is, is obviously key. But then Mm -hmm. when you're not with them and I guess you could ask them their number or what, what would you suggest? Like, should we do research after we know what, ask them what number they are? Yeah, you can. I mean, you can always open the conversation of like what their number is. And if you really want to research into the different types, um, you know, if you have a friend that's a two, like, how can you make them feel loved? How can Mm. you really feed into them and like really pour into what they're wanting or what they're needing as a friend? Like, how can you just be a better friend to them by meeting them where they are and, you know, seeing what their needs might be? Even if it's an, a lot of times we don't necessarily it's more of a subconscious thing that we know what we need and we don't always verbalize it. And so how can you like meet that without them bringing it to you? And I think the Enneagram does have a really like neat way of bringing it to your attention and helping you meet people where they are and meet them in the middle of their mess or in the middle of their season and however hard it might be or however joyful it might be, you know, there's ways you can support your friends and encourage your friends. And I think the Enneagram can always be a good tool to just help you do that better. So it's not, it doesn't take place of like your normal intuition of being a good friend, but (laughs) it does give you different ideas of things that you can do to love them better. You know, how can you be a piece to your nines? How can you... How can you help them feel like secure, seen and heard? Like, how can you make sure that they feel like their opinions matter and that they're being heard in the process? You know, how can you embrace your sixes with community? How can Mm. you make them secure in your relationship or just safe in general? It doesn't fall on you to be everything to everyone by any means. But when you are being a friend to someone, how can you just be a better friend? And Mm -hmm. you're not emotional support to them by any means, but you can just, you know, feed into them better. You can send an encouraging text message to someone like a three and say like, you're doing a great job. Like, I'm so proud of you. There, there are just little things you can do to just be an encouragement, be a friend that aren't hard. They don't take a lot out. And I think the Enneagram can just be a really good tool to help you find a better way to do that. That's so good. Oh, Ashton, thank you so much. And everyone needs to go follow you at Ashton.creates, right? Is that correct? Yes, you go. You got it right. So impressed. So impressed. This has been the best thing ever. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Y'all go follow our girl Ashton and enjoy the Enneagram as a tool, not a rule. Bye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Bye, girl. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon.